Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. We are on the subject of the battlefield as we are working on ourselves through the um, studying warfare, spiritual warfare that we are on. We are on the third part of the battlefield. As I said before, I'm going to take my time in and you guys through this particular principle because it's right here that you and I need to win the war right here up front. Once we win it here, we'll have life and have it abundantly, as the scripture says, as we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. So we have been looking at the devices of the enemies. We're learning about his devices and how he does come to us. And I had mentioned to you today, we were taking a couple of uh, um, stories. Uh, one we took from the book of Yasher, uh, showing you how enemy attacked Abraham. And we looked at Genesis 3, show you how he um, attacked Eve. And we learned a few things uh, yesterday. Has God said? And so we know that he comes with a question, and we'll see this is his modus operandi as, as how he works. And uh, we know that he did the same way when he uh, came to, um, to uh, Abraham, as I read from you in the book of uh, Yasher, uh, when you know we all know the story that um, God had given Abraham son, this promised son, and while they were on their way to go to the mountain to sacrifice him, Satan came to Abraham. And he began to throw questions also at Abraham. Art thou silly, brutish, that thou goest uh, to do this thing this day, thy only son? And he goes on. We'll pick up from there. <clears throat> For God gave you a son in your latter days. In old age, and will thou go and slaughter him this day, because he committed no violence, and wilt thou cause the soul of thine only son perish from the earth? Dost thou not know and understand that this thing cannot be from God? For the Lord cannot do unto man such evil upon earth to say to him, Slaughter thy child. What an argument uh, he laid out there, and his argument is um, mixed with all kinds of truth and lies and so forth. Uh, but we see that he is that whole argument that he presented is simply to cause a, a, a unbelief, the spirit of unbelief, uncertainty, double-mindedness. The Bible tells us that a double-minded man will not receive anything from the Lord. So he, what is he trying to do? He's trying to move him from his faith. And so I want to take this time also and look at um, the life of Jesus Christ. When Jesus he comes to Jesus, he does the very same thing. Um, we went over the history as to how he, uh, we read the record of how he approached Eve and asked her that question. And so let's take a look in the book of Matthew and take a look and see how he comes to Jesus Christ. And it says in Matthew chapter 4, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted 
of the devil. So we know the purpose of why this separation was happening. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God. And so uh, we see this approach again. And I am telling you guys, this is how he, he'll come to you. And this is how he will come to me. The very same MO. So the Bible tells us that we ought not to be ignorant of his devices. And so I'm trying to teach you guys his modus operandi as, as to how he comes. We see him when he came to Abraham. Um, we looked at how he came to Eve. And we're looking at how he came to our master. And he came with a question. And uh, today we're going to focus on the answering of those questions. How we answer those questions, those thoughts that he is trying to plant within us, um, dictates how we will survive. So there's a couple of stories. And let's first take a look at um, Eve and see response and how she uh, um, dealt with the uh, the invitation from the enemy. And again, he could only come with his words, his questions. Did God really say this? All of these things. So let's go back and read the account of what he did and how he did it. And the serpent said to the woman, No, you shall not die the death. Um, but God does know that in that day, that uh, whosoever uh, shall eat of thereof, your eyes will be open, and you shall be as God, knowing um, good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good. So you see she is incorporating the uh, natural aspect, which is okay. Um, so she uh, saw the tree was good to eat and fair to the eyes, and delightful to behold, and she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. If you look at that progression, you'll see that he was um, her her response was based on a couple of things that she started to respond from. Um, he started to um, as he looks at her ego and all these things. She's pleasing to the eyes. She desired to be wise, so he started appealing. To, uh, her uh, her pride and all of these things because he now is going to do this because his purpose is to get that thought be planted and for her to agree with the thought. And I read to you briefly yesterday what the scripture says in Matthew 6.31 how you and I take a thought. How do we agree with it? Jesus makes a statement when he was talking to his disciples and he said, Therefore, take no thought, saying. So what he's saying within this, uh, that little phrase there, no thought, saying, you and I take a thought when we agree with thought. So um, the Bible tells us that the enemy will come with a thought. God comes and he gives us thoughts as well. But we have to investigate the thoughts. And we are told in the scripture in Second uh, Corinthians Chapter 10, verses 3 to 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For we war, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God pulling, to pulling down of strongholds. Um, we, we've seen that these strongholds are as we uh, receive 
thoughts, we then replay it over and over and over and over. And as we replay this over and over, we begin to take ownership of it and it begins to become a stronghold and it takes a miracle now in the word of God to penetrate that stronghold. Once we have accepted that, the Bible says it drops into our belief system and it says in the scripture, says the, the principle is we believe and therefore we speak. So once it drops into your belief system because it's being rehearsed over and over and over in your mind and your thought life, you then it becomes real within your belief system. I believe this and then I'm going to agree with it. And once you take that thought, the Bible says you will say it. And so once you release it, uh, then you will act on it and it becomes a part of your life. And so see that our responsibility, as I mentioned, is casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So here we, we are going to take a story with the woman, the issue of blood. And so she is a rich woman. She's spending her money. She's sick. She's hunting for doctors. She's finding them and she's paying all of the money. And so she's broke, guys. She has no money. And then it says that she heard uh, a word. She heard this thing. So the, she heard someone talking, you know, in passing maybe, and said, hey, there's this guy, Jesus, over there healing people. And so she has a need. And based on her need, she responded to hearing of that. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word. And as that word came, the thought problem, uh, dropped into her head. She said, this guy is a healer. I can get to him. I don't need. So the thought comes in. And then she agrees with the thought that this guy must, he's going to heal me. I'm going to get mine through him. And it says in the scripture that she said within herself, she agreed with the thought, and then she took corresponding actions. Once she agreed with it, it, she dropped into her belief system. Then she spoke. She said, if I but touch him, and so his garment. And so she, based upon that transaction that took place in probably a split second, um, she was ready. Those who have ears, let them hear, Jesus said. She exhausted everything that she could have done within her ability and the natural ability. And so we see that this warfare is a serious on how you respond. So she responded, um, our mother Eve responded, with she it looked pleasing to her eyes. And then when she agreed with the thought, she then reached out, she grabbed the fruit, she then brought it to her mouth, she then ate the fruit, and then she uh, gave it to her husband. So we see that that is how he came into her space. And he, um, from that encounter, he won, he took advantage of this woman and really, really uh, broke her, uh, changed her destiny, if you will. Came and he changed um, the destiny of mankind forever. And so we are going to take another look. I want to take a look at, at Pooh, that uh, once they came to him and they responded a certain way, um, and they responded and agree with the thought, how uh, it affected them. And then what I want to do is take you guys and show you and um, 
you know, I'll take you in the life of Abraham and show you how he fought and how he uh, overcame him. We're going to take you also into the life of um, uh, Jesus and show you how he fought, how he responded, and um, you will see how uh, uh, what happened and how he became victorious. So now we're going to take a look at, uh, I want to look at uh, Sarah. And we are going to go to the book of Yasher. In the same chapter, we're looking at chapter 23. When Sarah, Sarah now comes to, after this is tried with, with um, Abraham, he failed. He tried with Isaac, he failed. He comes to Sarah now in verse 76. And Sarah, as Satan went to Sarah, and he appeared to her in the figure of an old man, very humble and meek, and Abraham was yet engaged in the burnt offering before the Lord. And he said unto her, Dost thou know, um, dost thou not know all the works that Abraham had made with thine, thine only son this day? For he took Isaac and built an altar, and killed him, and brought him up as a sacrifice upon the altar. And Isaac cried and wept before his father, but looked at him. He, but his father looked at him, neither did he even have compassion over him. And it says in verse 78, And Satan repeated these words, and he went away from Sarah. So he comes in, and he uh, tells her these, this, this, uh, he gives her this picture. Then he repeats it a couple of times, and he leaves. What happened? He comes, and he is planting that seed within you and me. Seed through our thoughts. And so he comes to her. And he now is going to deposit this into this woman. Based on her response, it's going to change her destiny. Now let's take a look and see how did Sarah respond. And Sarah lifted up her voice and wept and cried, but bitterly on account of her son. And she threw herself upon the ground and cast dust upon her head. She said, Oh, my son Isaac, my son, oh, that I had this day died instead of thee. And she continued to weep and said, It grieves me for you, my son, my son Isaac. Oh, that I may have died this day in your stead. So we see how this um, affected her, how she got right into, uh, quote-unquote, we say the flesh. She bypassed everything and went straight into a breakdown, a nervous breakdown. From the words, from the thoughts, that this man spoke to her. Um, she doesn't know. She didn't check to see if it's uh, real. She didn't check in with God and go. She just went straight into um, a terrific, a, a horror state. She put herself in this um, dreadful state as a result of now um, taking the thought and saying. And so you see, she began to confess some of the, the principles that were within that thought. And she still continued to weep and said, It grieves me to thee after I have rarely and have brought thee up. Now my joy is turned into mourning over thee. I, I that I had a long, a longing for thee and cried and prayed to God until I bear thee at ninety years old. And now um, thou hast served this day for the knife and the fire to be made an offering. But I console myself with you, my son, in, along, in the word of God. For thou didst perform command of your of thy God. For who can transgress the word of our God? 
in whose hand is the soul of every living creature. So she comes back to Dot. She's like, uh, she comes back and she says, um, you know, she throws in a little Bible in there. You know, and that's what you and I do. You know, we come in and we, we go all off crazy and then we throw in a little Bible to try and get ourselves back. And then it says in 82, Thou art just, O Lord, our God, for all thy works are good, righteous, for I also am rejoiced with your word. Thou didst command, and will else mine eyes weep at bitterly my heart rejoices. And Sarah laid her head upon the bosom of one of our handmaids, and she became still as a stone. She afterwards rose up and went about making inquiry till she came upon Hebron, and inquired of all those who she met walking on the road, and no one could tell her what had happened to her son. So we see what is happening as a result of this woman. And she came with her maidservant and men servant to um, her hometown, says which is Hebron. She came. She's in Hebron, and she asked concerning her son. She remained there while she sent home some of our servants to seek where Abraham had gone with Isaac. They went to seek him in the house of Shem and Eber, and they could not find him, and they sought out the land, and he was not there. So she has, she's a mess, as we can see. And as this mess is portraying in our life, and she's doing all these things, looking for her son, sending people to look for her son, look who shows up, verse 86. And behold, Satan came to Sarah in the shape of an old man, and he came and stood before her, and he said unto her, I spoke falsely unto you, for Abraham did not kill his son, and he is not dead. And when she heard the words of the words, her joy was exceedingly violent on account of her son, that her soul went out through joy. He died and was gathered to her people. What a drama. What took place in this woman's life? So this is how Sarah died, guys. It was because of uh, Satan, what he did to her. Um, he came to her, he lied to her, and we saw the trauma that this woman went through for her only son. And we saw that he comes back um, to um, to take her out. He says, um, no, 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 I, I lied. and I didn't, I didn't lie. I, I mean, I didn't, uh, I misspoke. I'm sorry, but your son is alive, and boom. Um, I believe that woman had a heart attack from all of that pressure and that situation that she had, and Sarah died. And so I wanted to bring that to you uh, so that I could focus on this, and I didn't want to stop and uh, put up that thought. But I wanted to show you have different ways to respond to him. I wanted to take and show you how um, Eve responded how Sarah responded, and in both cases, from their response, a change in destiny took place in each and every one of their lives. It will do the same in ours. So um, we're going to continue this uh, study tomorrow. We're going to look at uh, how win this battle and what was the, um, the process by which Abraham won, Isaac, and Jesus won. And I just wanted you guys to know that um, there is hope. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith, and we walk by faith, not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power 
that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.